<laughs> oh, that's new. What okay. I guess I can't record it while we're streaming. What? That is new. All right, so we we, we got to clap. So All right, let's, let's do clap it. and then let's I'll start the stream. Two. Three. No, let, let me do okay, it, okay. please. Three, two, one. Oh, I missed that. Guys, I missed it. Yeah. Uh. All right. All right. I know what the cold open is. <laughs> uh, let's talk about movies. This is Kenny from my brain. If you want to talk movies, well, guess what? We on the same thing. You gotta watch, 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 watch this podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Brian. And I'm Devin. And today we're going to be revisiting the Titanic 25 years after the film's release for its re-release in theaters that none of us went to go see (laughs) and we probably all rented it or something else. That's exactly Um, it. So yeah, uh, it it, it was weird not being here last week, but I'm glad to be back. You guys did a great job um, uh, manning the ship without me. You know what? Yeah, Ryan even did an Irish accent last week. It was I. I know. Tried. Oh, I know. I tried. And... No, no, no. You nailed it, Ryan. So, funny, funny thing. I didn't tell you guys. I decided to wait until tell you this on the air. Okay. Oh, no. Um. So Monday, I was teaching a podcast seminar at work. Whoa! Really? It just happened to work out that I had your clips to edit. So a bunch of students got to hear you guys <laughs> talk about. <laughs> What was the what was the reaction? Were they like, man, that one guy with the beard, he knows what's up. Uh, they love the Irish accent. Did they? So Ryan, they want more of that. So. Please, what, of all the me time. doing it? No. Yeah. yeah. The people no, demand it, Ryan. They they didn't hear much of it. It was more talking about um, like just podcasts in general. Got it. But yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was very helpful that I had your guys' clips to play with. Hey, that's so. that's what we're here for, man. Just and I didn't have to listen to my own voice. So. Um, so yeah, each week we talk about movies that one of us hasn't seen, but we're breaking that format a little bit this week, but more about that later. But at the top of the show, we like to talk about things that uh, we've been watching in pop culture over the last week or so uh, that we want to get ex- get the guys excited about, uh, talk about. Um, I have something right off the gate. Uh, since the last time we t- all talked, I watched Banshees of Eero Sheeran again. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what did you think? Uh, eh. No, I re- I really like this movie. I think you guys did a great job on the episode last week, mm-hmm. as I said before the show. Um, you didn't really, you pretty much covered all the bases that I wanted to hit on, mm-hmm. uh, except for the the one thing about the uh, the old woman being a banshee herself. Oh yeah, uh, which you you almost got there. You almost got there. Yeah, and we didn't. We just saw her more as like comic relief than anything else, and that just I didn't want to insult her. <laughs> She's lived a long yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's a good episode. Go check that out if you haven't already. Um, but for real, uh, Devin, you made it to the movies this weekend. I did not. It's weird. I, so I'm real. I really, yeah. This is this is the. We'll, we'll talk, I'll, I'll go in the details. Why, like, why it's really weird for me in a second. But uh, tell us what you saw. I saw Ant Man: Quantum Mania. This is the first one of, of of Phase Five, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It was just fine. It was just fine. <laughs> I, look, 
it it had it it felt like it had almost the same kind of tone as like Thor Love and Thunder was going on where like it's kind of world hoppy it's not necessarily world hoppy it's quantum realm hoppy and like yeah there's like weird and wacky creatures but like they didn't give many of the characters a lot to do like the one thing that was really disappointing is Evangeline Lilly like almost doesn't talk in the whole movie and like she's just kind of there to be like I'm the wasp I'm in the title too (laughs) <laughs> but, like, there isn't a lot of character growth, and that part's kind of a shame. But it yeah. does set up the villain for Phase 5. Okay. Yeah, I from the marketing, I was like, I don't know how much Evangeline Lilly's going to be in this. <clears throat> um, She's definitely present. Her, her yeah, physical I'm not, self I'm, is there. I'm not surprised to hear that. Um, it's a shame, but... Yeah, um, yeah so... I did not get to go see this this weekend. I was sick again this past weekend. Um, so I think I was still getting over what I had last week. But th- I did the math. This is the first Marvel movie in the MCU that I did not see opening weekend since. Anyone want to take a guess? Oh, my gosh. It's going to be Captain America. No. Ah. Oh. Ryan, do you want to take a guess? Just throw an MCU movie out there. <laughs> uh, Captain Marvel. Incredible Hulk 2008. Wow. Ryan, I have a yeah. question. I was thinking about this during the movie. Ant-Man is your wife's favorite franchise in the MCU right now. The first Ant-Man movie is her favorite mm-hmm. MCU movie. Okay. So Period. it didn't extend to two. It did not extend to two. We watched okay. two. She she enjoyed two, um, mm-hmm. but like she's not a superhero movie person. She never has been. Mm-hmm. She, she she likes the first Iron Man movie because it was the first one because that sure. was like you know that one, and she likes Ant Man because it's more of like a Paul Rudd heist movie than it is a like hey we're part of the MCU movie. That's why she enjoys it. We have wandered far from there. I was yes, thinking about that the whole time. I was like, I don't know if I would ever recommend this for Ryan's wife. <laughs> yeah, no. Ever, De- ever, ever since the time travel quantum stuff, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> I mean, that stuff was in that stuff was in the first one though. So it was well, a bit. I mean, it, it like it, it was a tiny bit, and it didn't have to deal with tri- with time travel. Yeah. That's fair. There's there was enough um, in this that surprised me though. Like I didn't know there was a cameo from a certain very famous actor that everybody might know about. I didn't know there were essentially two villains in this movie. Are are you talking about Bill Murray? Yeah, I didn't know Bill Murray was in this movie. Like, He's in the trailer. Like, I never watched the trailer. Poster. I didn't even see the oh. trailer. <laughs> and the only poster I saw was one with like Kang and like them on his finger. Yeah. So like That's all the one of we have up now. Surprised. That's the one I have hanging on my wall in the light it's box. It's a cool poster. And I have and I haven't seen the movie yet. I will retain um, that Kang is a very cool villain. I will say that. I will say you need to stay for both of the the end credit scenes because both of the end credit scenes are worth it. Very fun, but the movie was fine. Okay, I I am going to go see it at some point. Maybe right after this. I don't know. It might be really but... cool being just a little sick to see it. I don't. I don't know about that. But we'll see. Um, even though I didn't get to go see Ant Man this weekend, I did see the other big premiere from last week, which was the season premiere of Picard on Paramount Plus. I forget that we still going. Um, uh, 
What? Did, Ryan, did you see? Did no, you watch this I completely or? missed it. Okay, I have other stuff okay. going on. I completely forgot that okay. it premiered. That's fine. Like, that's I, where I'm, the grunt I'm came not gonna. <laughs> okay. I, well, your mic cut out, so I didn't know what it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I've been on a Star Trek kick lately. Like we talked before about how I was watching all of the the motion pictures leading up to Picard for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like I start, I finished Star Trek the original series and watched all the Kirk and Spock movies. Wow. Uh, let me just say. Undiscovered Country is fantastic. It's a great send-off for Kirk and Spock and Scotty and Bones and the whole crew. Mm-hmm. And then you watch Generations, and it's like, why? Do they <laughs> like, just throw him back they, in? They just throw Kirk back in. Like, oh. we want to put Kirk and Picard together. Oh, we lost Ryan. Oh, no, Ryan. Um um, are these video, are these movies you're going to make me watch at some point? Because I have I've dipped my little toe in the Star Trek universe. I just muted. And I maybe, have watched. Maybe I have watched well, season one of Picard. I, I, I want to talk about. So, okay, so let's talk about Picard. Okay. Um, you you have you seen are... enough of Star Trek Next Generation. I, I have that you could watch. You could watch season three of Picard and be fine. Yeah. You do not have to watch season two. Really? Uh, Was two the, not that you, good? You don't have to watch season two. Like it's it's its own story. Like there are things that they don't really reference anything from season two. There's a few references to season one, um, but you could skip season two completely and be fine. Weird. Uh, it is set up like a like a movie, so it's um, the budget seems a little bit higher. Okay. Uh, the story they're telling is a little bit more uh, condensed. Like the first episode, you get right to Picard and Riker going out to save the day. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's the reunion show. They're bringing back everyone from Next Generation except for Will Wheaton. Um, but my favorite thing about this sh- about this show mm-hmm. is they they change the theme music. The credits are kind of like a, the Marvel shows where the credits are at the end now. Okay. And they have like a whole musical montage over like things from the show mm-hmm. that you'll more names will appear as the show goes on. Um, the music is the first contact theme. Really? And it's, it's phenomenal. Good. Like I love it. Like, um, but yeah, I, I'm really enjoying the show so far. It's only one episode. Um, let's get rid of that comment. Um, save it. I yeah, want to hear about I, it later. <laughs> want to feel good about it's me. just, it's just spam. Um, mm. but yeah, I really enjoy Picard. It's going to be it, the first episode pick, sets up a very interesting mystery Okay. on several levels. So I'm really interested to see where they go with it. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. Cause I, season two felt so inconsequential and I was really disappointed to hear that neither of you liked it. So I'm glad season three is going in a direction you both like. Or that, oh, that Alan likes and that Ryan may like. Well, I mean, that's 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 the one thing that, that I heard about when, you know, there were rumors about, like, what season three was going to be while they were filming. That it was going to be, like, you know, the original cast from Next Generations is coming back. And mm-hmm. this is going to be what, like, what the fans actually kind of wanted to begin with. Um, sure. And from what Alan said, from what I heard... Uh, it sounds like that's exactly what they're doing. So I can't wait to actually, I'll probably watch the first episode as soon as we're done here. Cause like I said, nice. I, I, I have so much like my world right now is packed. Like you've got like 
baseball's spring training is starting up. You've got MLS is starting up. You've got a lot of other things going on, and I'm just you know just too much stuff right Ted, now. Ted Lasso's back in three weeks. Oh I get shoot! It. Yeah, okay. yeah, no. I mean, there's also that too. I mean, there's just so much going on that I completely forgot about Picard. <laughs> the, the captain will forgive you. Yeah, I know. Uh, he always does. Well, Ryan, since you didn't watch Picard, what did you watch this week? Well, I watched... See what I did there? Yeah, here we go. I watched a movie um, that I believe it's a Netflix, like, original, uh, uh, called The Ritual. Uh, It's about about, um, a group of college friends who are British uh, go out on a backpacking holiday um, Mm -hmm. and mortal terror ensues in the woods. Um... (laughs) It is Hi, really, I, <laughs> mortar, mortal terror. I'm going <laughs> to put down. Um, it is an excellent uh, movie. I am going to be adding that to my watch list for you guys. Um, it came out in 2017, which I was surprised about. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's. There's really nothing more to just kind of like to uh there's nothing more i can say to uh to summarize it uh that it, it's devin you remember movie the baba duke or duke or whatever yeah baba duke's a great movie this is a better way of doing that idea is it the same idea because i love the it's idea not the same idea okay but it's a better way of doing it okay okay I'm excited so, for this movie now. That's as much of a hint as I'm going to give out because I don't want to ruin it. But I, I, I highly recommend it. If you like suspense, if you like horror, I recommend this movie. I need to know where are they backpacking or hiking to? Are they going Switzerland. to Switzerland? Oh, okay. Not the forests of Ipswich. No, no. They're trying to decide what to do on a holiday, and they end up doing backpacking in Switzerland. Is this in English? It's a British film. So no. Okay. It's a oi, brav! The whole time. Is it in, is it in, in English though? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the movie. Say, you didn't actually. You didn't actually answer my question. Yeah, right? yeah, I did. They're British. They speak English. Yeah. Speak. There's English and then there's British. Like oi. Like <laughs> I, I've been rewatching Ted Lasso. There was thing, jokes on that show that I didn't didn't get until I turned on the subtitles. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, okay, so okay, so so they're oh, from, that just yeah yeah they're from like Essex. Yeah, they're from like yeah. Essex, London, like okay. you know, so so okay. more, you know, that they're not from the north. We'll understand them. Just <laughs> in white north. I love it. Perfect. Okay. All right, cool. That makes me more inclined to watch it. Uh, Devin, did you watch anything else? Yeah, so I've been watching you, Alan. I I, 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 I knew it. <laughs> you could tell. peeking over your window. I, yeah. I hate the name of this show. I just hate it because it's just called You. Uh, and, and nobody ever understands when we say it, but there's a TV show called You on Netflix. It's on its fourth season. It stars Penn Bagley, who... I am sure now is following me because when I moved to LA, he filmed two seasons in LA. I moved to London. He's filming a season in London. Penn, just phone me up, man. It's all right. We could be friends. You know what he's doing? What's he doing? He's watching you. Oh, well done. You're watching him. He's returning the favor. 
That's all I need. But no, uh, look, season one of you is really good. Season two of you is re- is also pretty good. Season three is not good because it does a lot of the same thing over and over again. This one does something very fun with it, and I'm actually really enjoying it. I don't hate the character enough. I've read the books. I've watched the TV show. Like, I'm I'm all in on the character. So, like, I, I, I'm enjoying this one immensely. I know, Don, everyone does, but I like it. I, okay. I have one important question. Yes. Is it better than the poster? Better than the poster? You get, my goodness, Penn Bagley just, just eye-sexing the camera there? No, it's never better than that poster. It looks like the cover of a bad grocery store romance novel. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. This is, look, I'm not proud of liking this show so much, all right? I mean, the whole point of it is that, is that little, little baby Penn Bagley in the middle falls in love with a girl every season, and he loves her so much, he'll kill for her. That is the plot of every single okay. season. I'm going to remember everything you're saying right now about yeah. this show, and I'm saving that for the horrible take you're going to have on the like on the romance story in Titanic, because I can feel it. I can feel it across the pond. I can Just feel you it. Wait. Just you wait, Ryan. I can't. I can't wait. Yeah, that's my take on you. It's wonderful. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I love it. All right. I think that does it for our We Watched the segment. Uh, this is where we'd usually start with a movie that one of us has never never seen before that one of us brought to the show. Uh, but we, we've all seen Titanic before, correct? We have. Yeah. This, was, this wasn't a new watch for anyone. No. When was the last time you guys watched Titanic? Because for me, like, I've watched bits and pieces of it over the last few months when it was on Showtime. Hmm. But it's been a few years since I sat down and watched it beginning to end. Since I was 13. Really? That's specific. Um, yeah, because it, that's when I decided to stop, to take every opportunity I could to stop seeing it. <laughs> I'll explain okay. that later. I'll explain. Dev, Devin, how about you? Summer 1999, we had the VHS two-pack, and you better believe I watched yeah. the whole thing. Uh, all right. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's, I feel like I watched it at least once outside of the DVD two-pack, or the, the, the VHS. Mm-hmm like on DVD or something or like cable the whole thing through. Um, but yeah, it's been, it, it's been 85 years. <laughs> since Titanic. Um, so uh, the reason we're revisiting this is the film is celebrating its 25th anniversary a year too late. Uh, Cause I don't know. I don't know about you guys. I did some basic math here. Uh, 2020, Three minus 1997, uh, 26 years. Why are they doing that now then? Uh, I don't know you know about uh, James Cameron's other work that came out in November, around the time Titanic would have actually had its 25th anniversary. Oh. Um, but a little movie called Avatar The Way of Water came out. So they decided to push back the 25th anniversary celebration to the 26th year. Fair. Whatever they got to do, which, man. Which... Is it though? Like, did they do anything? Hold on, did they do anything for the twenty fifth? Did they retouch it? Did they re-edit it? Did they? They put it in IMAX three D. So yes, okay, they remastered it, put it out in IMAX three D. <laughs> so you got to see the little man hit the propeller and spin really quickly <laughs> in three D. Three D. Isn't that what we all wanted? <laughs> yeah. So the original Titanic came out in 
on December 19th, 1997. Okay, so it came out in December. So they're, they're not off by much, but just enough. Enough. Just enough. enough. We can be petty. Enough that I, I'm going to be. That's the whole reason. the whole reason I picked this movie is I wanted to complain about this. <laughs> That's all I have to say. It's like, screw you, James Cameron. You made enough money. You don't need to re-release Titanic. If you're going to re-release anything, re-release True Lies. Because that's your best film, like what a hot take. <laughs> Have you seen True Lies? Never. Oh, uh, what? Oh, hang on a second. No. We we already did this. Yes, you have we not. Did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> I, this is how angry it makes me sometimes. Yeah. Uh, evidently, it's hard to you can't stream that anywhere either. So weird. Most of his yeah. movies, sometimes like they're difficult. And again, I'll yeah. Hold on. How right, did the so re-release gonna... go? Did it go well for him? Did he make another couple um, million? Let me let me pull it up. I didn't know if you just had that ready to go because this poor man needs more money. All right. Let me take a look. Uh, variety. So Titanic, the first weekend it came out for the re-release grossed $22.3 million at the global box office while avatar added 25.8 million so it Wait, did, a, this, did all right this was last weekend so yeah this is the weekend it came came back out so it did, it did decent yeah wow um titanic it uh is the third highest grossing movie of all time at 2.27 billion dollars that is insane it, and Avatar two is right behind, like is gaining on it. Like I think it just passed it this week. Uh, according to this article, it was at two point two one seventeen million. That's insane. This good for him. Good for James Cameron is all I have to say. He's doing yeah. a, a bang up job in this movie thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, let's talk about let's talk about Titanic. It's um, it's about a boat. It's a ship. It's a um, ship. <laughs> you see how the thing went down? It's a boat. Um, <laughs> it's about a 17-year-old aristocrat who falls in love with the kind, with a kind but poor artist aboard the luxurious, ill-fated RMS Titanic. Um, it's fair. So, this has been a long time since we've watched this. Uh, what were your guys' reactions to revisiting Titanic in 2023? Well, I, for me, it was just seeing it as an adult. Because like I said, the last time I saw this, and I was wrong on the age, by the way, because I was going, I, there are things about my history of this movie that gets under my skin. Um, it, I was, it was probably like 16 that I like made like a permanent stop on ever seeing this movie again. Um, So I haven't seen it since then. And watching it as a, you know, 37 year old, I definitely took more from it. I definitely saw it differently. There's aspects of it. I enjoyed more. There are other aspects of it that were exactly the same as I did when I was 16. I mean, Mm -hmm. 13 when the movie came out. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Devin, how about you? I loved it. I, you know what? I loved everything about it on this rewatch. I, I, it was what three hours long. I wasn't expecting to like. I was expecting to like, like cook or like do some dishes or like play a little video game while I watched it. Enthralled. 
completely enthralled the whole time. Watched it from start to finish. There's only a few cringy bits, and it's mostly the modern day stuff, and we'll have to talk about that. But no, it earns its runtime. It is such a good freaking movie. I loved it. I don't believe you. I, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> we'll talk about it. I was, I was not expecting that to be your hot take. That's my like, hot take. Honestly, I mean, uh, no, love yeah. it. I, I will watch this movie again this weekend. I won't, but okay. I would. You, you could go see it in IMAX 3D. I could. I very well could. Absolutely. Did you guys not you like it as much? I, I too have have uh, issues with this movie. I, um, which we'll get into later. I, I thought it was fine. Like I, I get why it has its place in film history, because uh, it did win a bunch of Oscars. It won Best Picture. The song's iconic. Um, it put Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet on the map. Uh, it took the Titanic off the map. Nope. Um, <laughs> Good. Um, I should stop making jokes. It's, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I should tragedy um, plus time man yeah uh, it's just a it, when you look at James Cameron's films this one stands out as an outlier like a lot of like a lot of what he does is like action heavy and sci-fi and, and this isn't that this is romance and uh, this epic tale about this tragedy that happened um the the, the ship that was unsinkable sinking like who'd have thought um <laughs> but uh not so talented romana says haha i did not believe him either oh no so even, <laughs> yeah. even your wife is calling you out we're on gonna that. have to like, go talk about it look um, i'll defend every point that i made on this movie i mean look I think that the movie basically is is Cameron because you're right. This is very different than a lot of the other movies that he's done. But James Cameron has such a deep passion for like underwater and for like scuba diving and for like, you know, being in a submarine. And you can really tell that he cares about it. And it feels like this is his way of saying, look at why I love this thing so much, where it's not yeah. about like, oh, look, there's a rusty ship and I can see it up close. It's. There were lives here and whole stories. And like, that's so cool. Yeah. And that, that's fair. Um, Watching this as an adult though, there was, there was like one moment where I was like, Oh, I get that joke now. And it was where uh, Rose brings up Sigmund Freud. Yes. Yes. Listen, I loved, I remember being like a nine-year-old and watching this movie and going, I like Jack, Rose is just fine. Uh, I like fell in love with Rose the second I watched this, like at the table where she's like, sassy, sassy, sassy. I'm like, yeah, that's her. That's my girl. And Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't deserve her. Like from the second she came on screen. I can't think of anything that I've seen Kate Winslet in that I don't like her. I think I'm like, I, I, yeah, because the last thing I saw her in before watching this was The Holiday, and I absolutely adore her part in The Holiday. Like, to the point where my wife and I watch it, and she's like, just fast forward through the Cameron Diaz stuff. And we just <laughs> watch the Kate Winslet. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she's she's a great character. Like, the one, thing, the one thing that is true about a lot of James Cameron stuff is the strong female lead. Like, yep. Aliens and True Lies and In Here, Terminator. Um, especially T two, 
the, the strong female lead is, is present in this and um and then jack is just kind of there agreed agreed he could have been anyone yeah he's just there looking pretty like, that's why they cast dicaprio i mean he is the reason why she didn't uh jump off the back no i mean no it, it, it can't just be anyone she never would have done it. I I completely agree with Jack. It's, she never would have done no, it. No, 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 no. It's not just that. It's not. It's it's more than just her not wanting to do it. It is him being there, getting her back over the railing, mm-hmm. and basically her throwing her mom's life away. To want to completely, you know, like run away specifically with him and not just get off the boat, make up a name and disappear. Like his character is important and it makes sense for the movie. It's true. I mean, he's he's a, a, a version of life that she never knew existed, essentially, and it's a breath of fresh air. But I'm convinced that it could have been anyone that was like. That was Boy, nice and charming. I'm, not, and I'm him. not a rich person. Yeah, it could have been that. It could have been not even rich, nice and charming. It could have just been like, I'm a vagabond. Come live with me. And she'd have been like, I'm yours. Yeah, I don't think so. No one's okay, ever good enough so, for my girl is what I'm saying. So the Internet has actually been debating this for a while. I did not know this. I don't know. I don't know if you guys know about this fan theory about Titanic. Oh, no. Um, I'm going to read. I'm going to read this verbatim from the uh, Reddit post here. Jack from Titanic was a time traveler that was only there to save Rose from committing suicide and altering the timeline. Devin, there's Devin, ev- there's evidence why? to back this up. Yeah, Listen, there is. Uh, this may seem ridiculous, but think about it for a moment. If Rose jumped to her demise, then the ship would have stopped to look for her. The temporary delay would lead to warmer weather and the Titanic would have never hit the iceberg. This is also why Jack made made it a note to spend so much time with her. His job was to ensure her survival. Does that sound like any other James Cameron movie to you? It really does. Now, Devin, uh, do you want to know where yeah. this all comes from? A no, line from? of where this comes from? No. Where Remem- from? Remember when he's talking about, you know, spending days on the lakes of uh, uh, what's Lake what's Wichita. The, yeah. That's a man-made yeah. lake. That wasn't made until years after the Titanic sank. No. 19, 1917. Yes. What? Five years after the Titanic sank. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Okay. I might be sold on this then. That is a really funny uh, detail. The other evidence is uh, his haircut seemed completely out of place for the era. Furthermore, his uh, rucksack wasn't common until the late 30s he also claims that he will take rose on the roller coaster at the santa monica pier which won't be built until 1916 how does jack have knowledge of all these future places this could also just be james cameron completely wanting to just like throw out a bunch of like old-timey sounding things oh i mean of course it is like i don't for a second (laughs) believe that he's a time traveler but also that's really cool now i was really skeptical until you you said those lines um Mm. I might be so. Yeah. That's just one of the tabs I have open for today. 
Like, <laughs> are all of the tabs so? That, good? I you're not gonna like the tabs I have open for today. I'm just warning you guys ahead of time. Okay. Um, is one of, does one of them involve the door? Because I forgot to open one of those. None of them involve the door. I okay. don't. I'm I'm not at all concerned about this door. I understand that like MythBusters MythBusted it to death, and probably two people could have fit on the door. But I mean, look, his mission was complete. He got to sink to the bottom of the ocean, knowing that he did his job. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Getting away from the fan theories a little bit. Let's talk about the film. Um, what did you guys, what stands out about this film today compared to things that, that are released today? Like what, is there anything that stands out to you? Cause for me, it's the use of practical effects with digital. And like the, the like this is the, like the, the mid to late nineties, like the perfect blend of getting the CG right with the practical effects. And we, we've gotten away from that. This is, this is a film that came out in that perfect era of mixing the, the two. Cause the, the, even on the rental that I had from iTunes, like it still looked good. Even if it was remastered it in like 2012. Um, what did you guys think of the effects and all of that? Anything stand out to you film wise? I remember when I was watching it, I mean, it's, it still holds up. I mean, if you tell someone it was made in 98, they're going to, you know, expect or, you know, late 90s CG and they're going to be impressed because it was impressing back then. And it still is for that uh, for that time. But I rented it on Amazon and when they the first CGI shot I remember seeing was um, the people waving at the pier before it takes off and the first thing i thought was hey it's a call of duty modern warfare cutscene." <laughs> because that bad? no 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 it's not that it's that bad it's that mm. cgi for titanic in 1998 pushing the you know like pushing the boundaries was as good as a good cutscene from like a modern day call of duty video game okay that's what i'm saying i i mean i thought the graphics held up incredibly well i mean just knowing when the movie came out and knowing what was available to them at the time i think there are plenty of movies that released that year that like don't have the same the same treatment and do not hold up as well in terms of in terms of special effects i i know one which one is it It's Batman. not that it's yeah. the movie, Alan. It's that you have that poster handy. Is what 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 poster was that? For, for, people for, can't see. for everyone list for everyone listening at home, I just revealed my uh, my 1997 Batman and Robin when the Batmobile fly uh, poster from Taco Bell. <laughs> and I just love Bat that Alan has it all. ready. It's just ready for. I, all I don't just have it ready. I have a stash of posters here behind my bookshelf. So. Okay. I, I've got other ones there too. Um, what else do I got? got Wakanda Forever. See, it's oh, okay. not all horrible movies. I definitely could have just showed you uh, Jim Carrey's crotch, though. Uh, ooh, ooh. Riddler, in the Riddler costume. No, it's yeah, all that's not, on the poster. Just that. Yeah. I get it. Not just the Truman Show. <laughs> good. Good, good, good. So hold on. The one thing that I keep hearing about this movie is, oh my gosh, it's so long. And it did like clock in over three hours. 
my mm-hmm. takeaway from that after watching it is that it deserves it it earns every minute of its runtime where you get enough time to fall in love with these characters give them enough time to breathe give them a time to like who they are and what they're doing and then put them in danger and neither of those two things feel like they're being taken away from. You're not like, oh, I didn't get a lot of romance because they had to focus so much in the boat sinking or, oh, the boat sank awfully quick, didn't it? But if they hadn't spent that much time like on the romance bit, then they, you know, every part of it got an appropriate amount of gravitas. And I think it earned the runtime. Did you guys have that? The only part that suffers for me is the present day stuff. I pretend that's not there. Yeah, uh, because because but as a storytelling device, it makes sense. Like mm-hmm. to 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 go back and tell the story of Titanic. Like for like before this movie came out, I didn't know what the Titanic was. I was six, and when this movie came out, right? You would have been right six six or seven. No, yeah. Somewhere in there. I was in elementary school. I didn't know what the Titanic was. But as soon as this movie came out, like, everyone, they, it was Titanic everywhere. Everyone knew about Titanic. Uh, it, and the movie educates you on what happened with the Titanic. Uh, mm-hmm. By showing you what happened to the Titanic on that little <laughs> CG model with the guy giving the commentary, like uh, like a YouTuber today, <laughs> like a reaction video. <laughs> no, um, that character is a YouTuber. Like, let's just be mm-hmm. honest. That bearded oh, yeah. guy... 100% YouTuber today. Yeah. I can't wait to see him show up in Avatar 3. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think the th- the three-hour like runtime works for it. I think people just like, oh, it's so long. Because it was like the first film that everyone got the two-cassette VHS set of. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, what are your thoughts? Uh, My only thing is with the modern day stuff, and I know we're going to touch on it later, so I'm not going to go too in depth on it. But all all I'm going to say is that I, the length of it, and because of my history with it prior, like I told Kristen, I was like, "Hey, can 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 you just indulge me for a second? I'm going to try to go over the beats with you of Titanic." And you tell me if you think I got it all, because I really don't want to have to rewatch this movie. And I want to see if I can still remember it from the like 5,000 times I was forced to watch this movie. And so I started talking about it and she said, you're forgetting the modern day stuff. And I'm like, what do you mean modern day stuff? And she's oh, like, no. you, you've got to rewatch the movie. I'm sorry. Oh, no. So I completely forgotten about all of the modern day stuff, except for her, you know, dropping the diamond at the end. Like mm-hmm. that's, yeah, so I mean that's my feeling on the modern day stuff. I hate okay. it, but let's keep on going. Let's keep on. Going. <laughs> well, do we want to talk about the link I sent before the show? Well, we have to. We're kind of since we're kind of talking about the ending. Oh, Alan, and the modern day stuff. Oh, Alan. So, so before the show, I sent the guys the alternate ending to Titanic, uh, which is a little bit different than the theatrical <laughs> version. Uh, so, the end of, the, of Titanic, Rose goes to the edge of the boat in modern day and pulls the diamond out of her pocket and drops it into the ocean and then goes to bed and dies. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, order. that's what happens. That's the end of the movie. Uh, yeah. In, in, the, yeah. I mean, in the alternate cut, she goes to the edge of the boat, stands on the ledge, and then her granddaughter 
and Bill Bill Paxton run to, to rescue her from jumping off, and she holds the diamond hostage. Which is the only way I could put that. And uh they reveal how like she had the diamond in the pocket the whole time. And like Bill Paxton, like, can I just touch it for a second? And what was her line? It was something like um Oh my gosh. It was something like the only really priceless thing is love. You're no you're something. you're looking for oh. treasure. And making yeah, every yeah, day you're count. looking for yeah. treasure in the wrong place, Mister Lovett. Only life is priceless, and making each day count. She tells him, echoing Jack's mantra. So, it's a cheesy ending, Crown Fest, but it kind of works for me. Oh no, not at no. all! Oh my gosh. That ending moment. is a total okay. groan fest. Like that it, was just eye roll. It, make, like, the it makes the modern day stuff make more sense. That's you know what? It does tie it together a little bit more. I'll give even, you that. Even even just having like even if you just cut the, the cheesy mantra line or like just him begging to touch the diamond for a second, if you cut that scene differently, like getting that point across so maybe you don't have the YouTuber guy like yelling, like, no, 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 no. Are you crazy? Like if you get rid of that, like I feel like it could be more dramatic instead of as cheesy as it is. Cause I don't think, I don't think the version that they have on YouTube has like any music behind it. And I feel like if you had the, that theme going behind it, it could be a little bit not as cheesy. My, my problem with all of the modern day stuff is Bill Paxton's character. Is it? I hate the way he looks. I just <laughs> everything about him I can't stand. And That's so poor Bill Paxton. Here, no, no, no. The thing is, so people know I love Bill Paxton. Like he's one. He is slash was one of my favorite actors. Like he is mm-hmm. in almost all of my favorite movies. Um, around this time, I was watching Discovery Channel, the History Channel, TLC like a 13 year old was should have been watching like MTV. Like I was mm-hmm. watching it all the time. And my favorite shows were shows about like underwater stuff with those submarines they used to go down, like shows using that equipment, going down to like the ocean, all that other stuff in the movie at the beginning <coughs> submarine two, like the one that lands first and sends out the little robot and you've got like the yeah. extras there. Those are actual underwater submarine techs. Those oh, cool. are real submariners. Mm-hmm. Did you see the way they looked? Glasses, short hair, like they looked like college professors. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Bill Paxton, the leader of the thing, and his group of motley looking guys that look like they haven't showered in three weeks. And it's one of those things where it's like, I can't get over the fact that like, this is how these people really look. And then this is how Hollywood's portraying them. And it makes me mad. So, okay. (laughs) To counter your point, do you have the same problem with Indiana Jones? Mm. Mm. Indiana Jones is a, live action comic book i mean that's completely different hold on i had a professor that i swear was indiana jones i will i will actually argue this point he was giving a class he was lecturing about ancient religions a fly was flying around and this guy not a word of a lie snatched the fly out of the air and placed it on his desk 
mid-lecture. Didn't stop a beat. I'm convinced well, see, Indiana Jones is real now. The thing is, too, it's also a genre difference. Like, if Indiana Jones was set up like Titanic, then, yeah, that'd be a little silly. But Indiana Jones is, we're, like, we're, a ninth, is like a live-action cartoon. We're not talking about the, the, the films, though. We're talking about the character. We're talking about a professor who doesn't look like the other professors in his in his field Mm -hmm. like you you swap them out like if it's if it's harrison ford in that boat instead of bill paxton does he look out of place uh does is he fighting no he's he's (laughs) bill paxton's off fighting nazis and indiana jones is looking for the the hope diamond uh, Indiana Jones had more of like a well. If we're talking, if we're talking 1930s, the way that you I'm know, just, I, he dressed, I, then yeah, like, <laughs> uh, like Alan. Here's the thing: to me, Titanic and Indiana Jones and the characters are two completely separate, different movie watching experiences. So to me, that's not a good analogy okay, for but, this. For but me. my, my thing is like you're talking about him not looking like a professor because he looks different. No, 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 not not looking like a professor. They, the guys in the other yes. submarine, are real professionals yes. at what they're doing. Okay. okay, that's how they look. And then they cut over to the other submarine, and then you've got Bill Paxton with really badly dyed hair that looks almost like Justin Bieber well, hair. Uh, and then you've got all these other people. It just it didn't it doesn't fit for me. Okay, and at the time and at the time as a thirteen year old, all I watched was these documentaries about these people okay. doing this, and I was like. And it still another counterpoint. He's not a scientist. He's a pirate. I know he's a pirate, but they're still doing scientific things. Yeah, but he's looking for treasure. So I mean, this, regardless of how many counterpoints you bring up, that's still going to bug me. It 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 Uh, hold on. It it bothers me. Can can I take this second to just say I didn't realize they were pirates until now? Think about it. They're They're not not really really pirates. pirates. They're treasure hunters. Yeah, no, they are. They no, they hunt. No, they hundred percent are. I, I didn't I thought they were scientists and like their big deal was that they just really cared about this thing. Like I didn't I, I get it never really connected the dots that yeah, they're, they're just pi- treasure pirate, hunters. Like, pirates for hire, yeah. In the wow. interview that he does that she that Rose sees him do on the news, mm-hmm. the interviewer asks him about the ethics of what they're doing because he's a treasure hunter. He's a modern day salvage guy. I didn't know this is a career that a, pe- a person could do. And now this is all I want to do with my life. Guys, yeah, do we want to just an be treasure hunters? No. We- <laughs> Speaking of treasure, Devin, we I'm glad work- you brought this up. Yeah. Do you remember back when okay. we were in college, you brought up that treasure hunt that the guy would put out and no one ever. Forest fans. Did anyone treasure. ever find yes, that? Yes, 100%. They did. did they? They abs- and actually, like, two people died oh, finding really? it, but they found oh, wow. it. Yeah, yeah, I I watched that like a hawk because I was sure I Were knew where it was. I almost no. no. It was in Arizona. I thought it was New York. Mm. I was wrong. Not even not even <sighs> same side of the country. Shame. <laughs> could we, we? I want yeah. that as my job. I mean, it could be. Like, you, you... Guys, please. I need a crew. I'm serious about this. We went from talking about Ocean's Eleven before it, and now you're trying to put a crew together. <laughs> Um, yes. <laughs> all right, let's go back to the movie for a bit. Um, okay. Bill Paxton's weird. I, I will give you his hair does look weird. Um, <laughs> um, 
What else do we want to talk about? Movie-wise. Okay, so I didn't realize how small the soundtrack for this movie was until this rewatch. It's basically, my heart will go on, and then an instrumental version of my heart will go on. And those are the sound, that, that's the soundtrack to this movie. Did it ever mom, grate on you guys? My mom bought the soundtrack for this, so we had it on CD. Oh and I heard it more times than I wanted. Uh, there were about 12 to 13 different songs on it, and they all pretty much sounded the same, but there was like the opening theme, the, the boat scene, uh, the music that's being played and like the, during like the meals and like mm. on the, the, and on the deck of the ship, like that was in it. Um, so yeah. I'm the soundtrack guy. Oh my gosh, you have it! I didn't. I didn't exactly plan on it. having it right in front of me. I just happened to have it right in front of me. Um, yeah, the soundtrack is all pretty much the same tune, and that's what James Horner and uh, James Cameron did for this and for Avatar. Uh, today at work, I had music playing in my office, and I left the room for a bit, and I came back, and t- the theme to Titanic just been stuck in my head since I watched the movie the other night, and the music from Avatar was playing, and it just kind of flowed right into it. I was like, "Oh, it's it's kind of just the same thing." Like you watch Avatar again, it's just the <laughs> "I See You" song that Leona Lewis sings at the end. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, not 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 that that's a bad thing. Like they, they definitely stick to that theme and. They take the theme and make the song afterwards. Um, and it won the Oscar for the song. Um, I have a hard time listening to My Heart Will Go On. And I think, I think I've think i talked about this on the show before. Um, mm. But the, the, the song My Heart Will Go On always reminds me of my aunt who passed away when I was in high school. Mm. Um, because she had, the seat, she had the soundtrack to this and would play it when I was around when I was younger. And then at her funeral, the, the song started playing in the... Uh, in the funeral home, like in the, like we, in the oh, weird, wow. like piano music things that they play at funeral homes. Um, so mm-hmm. it's, that's kind of just always been ingrained in my memory. So every time I hear that song, I think of that. And it, it like, it was, it was weird going back and watching this movie without that, like trying to put that aside. Uh, but after I got like two hours in the movie, I was fine. No, no, it wasn't. It, wasn't. Oh. <laughs> it didn't take it that long. But uh, it, it's just one of those things that is always present whenever I hear that song, even though I bought the soundtrack and have it in my mix now. So, oh wow! I mean, look, I I think that it's a really good song. I really like "My Heart Will Go On," and I didn't mind hearing it again and again. I think the strongest musical moment in the whole uh, movie, though, isn't "My Heart Will Go On." It's that scene where the band plays Nearer My God to Thee, and then they, like, cut to different little vignettes happening around the ship as it's sinking. Like, that's, I mean, that part is, like, haunting. I love that part. Did you guys have that, too? Or is it, you guys, you know? There's a lot of that in this movie, and it's not just at that scene. I feel like that's the, I feel like that's the payoff for all of the buildup of showing all of the different characters on the ship, Mm -hmm. showing the mother with the two kids, showing the girl that's dancing with Leonardo DiCaprio before he dances with Kate Winslet, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, showing the, I guess, uh, uh, showing the two guys that are in the cabin that they're with when the guy goes, where's Fed? So, I mean, I feel like that was like the payoff to all of the buildup of like meeting all of all of the different side characters. 
Um, and yeah, because I mean, it was a horrible, tragic circumstance, and it's one of the reasons why, like, we need we need rules in place to make sure companies do what they're supposed yes, to and do. let's leave that at that. Could not agree more. <laughs> um, so let's let's start wrapping this up. I have a question for you guys. Okay. Have you heard of Titanic Fan ninety seven? No. This is, is a guy on TikTok who um collects has the world's largest collection of Titanic on VHS. How many copies of Titanic on VHS do you think this guy has? Five thousand. No, that's too many. I'm gonna say he's somewhere around. He's probably around two hundred and fifty. One thousand and eighty at this point, and he posts regularly. What? Um, he, he. What is? When you get a chance, check out. He has one that's graded, like it's sealed and graded and worth more because it's graded. Um, but he has a a doll that he he carries around. Like he's obsessed with Jack Dawson. Uh, he made like a whole big people send him VHS tapes of Titanic. Like every time I see what a VHS of Titanic in the pub, like, like out shopping at antique malls or thrift mm-hmm. stores, I'm like, I should buy that and send it to this guy. But I was like, no, I'm not encouraging <laughs> that kind of behavior on the internet. <laughs> I mean, there are worse things you can do on the internet. So I'm glad this guy's found like a little, little thing that's not hurting anyone except for his wallet. And I guess the wallets of other people. I guess it is kind of hurting people. Don't collect VHS tapes of, of Titanic t- to the point where your wall is just lined with them. But Well, hold on. So now I got to know, if you were to both, if either of you were to collect that much or that many VHS tapes of a single movie, what would it be? Because um, I got my answer ready to go if you guys need some time to think I mean, about I kind of do already. Like not VHS tapes. I, I have several versions of the Star Wars trilogy. I have. Okay, I get it because they released I a have lot the of Blu-rays. Them. I have the special edition DVDs. I have the DVDs with the laser disc copies on it that aren't the special editions. I have the special editions on VHS. I have them on. <laughs> I have the originals on VHS. Um. Yeah, so I own like five or six copies of star Wars, the original trilogy in different versions. Okay. But yeah. And Ryan, what would you, if you could collect like a VHS and have that many of it, what would you collect? I don't, my actual answer, I don't remember the name of the movie, but it was about uh-huh. like a little mouse, uh, that, uh, like drove cars and stuff. It was made in the late eighties, early nineties, but I is can't. It, so is I, it Ralph I, S mouse? I have no idea. So I'm just going to go with some. Uh, if it's a mouse with a motorcycle, then that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's called Mouse and the Motorcycle. That's it. No, no, no. It's not that simple, is it? It is. Yeah, 100% it is. So I, I have the stats on the Titanic guy here. Mouse and the Motorcycle. He, of his 1,080 copies of Titanic on VHS, 99 are the widescreen edition, Seven, <laughs> 70 are sealed. 14 are the collector's edition, which my, my mom had at one point. Like It came with like a booklet and like a film strip. Um, six are international. One is graded, as we mentioned. He also owns 52 soundtracks, 27 DVDs, and 17 extra 
uh, cassette number twos. Good for him. I'm so impressed. Yeah. Try to get him on the show, but uh, I didn't. What else is he doing? Why would he not He's be on the Titanic show? On, on the weirdest show. thing about about his account is he's like Titanic on VHS, like the whole time. Like it's really like he warps his voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bad Bob Dylan impression. That's what I want. Found it. What is it? Runaway Ralph. Runaway Ralph. I was gonna say mouse motorcycle. Like that was not it. Like that was no. It was Runaway Ralph. But anyway. Oh, it's um, the same series. I don't care. Okay. That movie. <laughs> Got it. Mine would be Jurassic Park. I love the VHS of Jurassic Park. I think it's so cool. I would okay. like that. That's a good okay. one. Um, how much do you guys remember about the hysteria about this movie when it came out? Oh, it was everywhere. Th- that has to do with one of the reasons why I wanted nothing to do with this movie. Well, I want to know what was going on. I was dragged to the movie theater to watch this seven times. I mean, five Ooh. times in theaters. My mom and my mom was one of the people that um, went to go see this movie multiple, multiple times when it came mm. out because that's why it made the movie. It did was because it, it was because a lot of people loved 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 the romance story. Mm-hmm. Um, they loved the story um, about how they showed what happened to the Titanic. Um, and the Titanic had been pot- had been part of pop culture for a little bit, like just under the surface, um, for a little bit more than ten years at this point, because they had found it in 19, uh, um, because they had finally found it in 1985. Right. Um, so there were a bunch of movies that were made uh, even prior to that date. Um, so it was one of those things that like some people would get. Um, attached to it because like the ship had never been found all these Mm -hmm. people died there were so many different theories about how the ship sank because up until the early 90s no one could prove how the ship was damaged by the iceberg and how it went down because there were so many different um statements on what happened to the ship um and so that's reason one for me never wanting to have to watch this movie again reason two is that we got the vhs tape and it was on a lot and then whenever it showed up on hbo it was on a lot in my house and that's why around like 16 years old i was like i'm done i'm done with this movie i've seen it too much (laughs) um and that's and that's why I sat Kristen down and I was like, I'm going to go over the beats of this and you tell me if I need to see this again. And unfortunately, I'd forgotten about all the Bill Paxton stuff. <laughs> unfortunately, it sounds like you repressed the Bill oh, Paxton never stuff about Bill. since you didn't like it. Um, <laughs> oh, man, I did. And it, it's a shame, too, because like my favorite James Cameron movie is The Abyss. And right. it has to do with those type of submarines and like that type of like thing. And... Yeah, <laughs> should have remembered it right. Uh, so, Devin, Whatever. you tease something about sequels to this film. Yes, there are at least two sequels that I want okay. to talk about. One of which I know you guys don't remember, but I know you guys are aware okay. of. So, guys, there is a what I'm going to call canon sequel to the 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 ruby that she throws off the ship. Do you guys remember what happens to that ruby 
after she throws it off the ship. Uh, Britney Spears' boyfriend uh, gives it to her in the Oops, I Did It Again. That's it? In Oops, I Did It Again? Yeah. Listen, at exactly two minutes and 50 seconds after Britney Spears does five front flips in a row and removes a helmet off of an astronaut, he hands yeah. it back to her in the end because he, baby, he went down yeah. to get it for you. the old lady threw it in the ocean at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, that is the Devin, sequel. Devin, that I too afterwards. had two younger sisters that were about the same age as yours. I, I know. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. I'm just learning about this yeah. now. Oh, Ryan, watch it. At least watch it at like no. two minutes and 45 seconds on. It's, it's what, a gem what, of a clip. What is the so other sequel? Titanic 2, a film released in 2010, a century after the fateful voyage of the original modern luxury liner Titanic 2 set Oh, is sail. this one of those like horribly made purposeful movies? It's an, it's an asylum film. And in case you guys it were wondering... Doesn't... It's not an iceberg, guys. It's a tsunami of icebergs. Okay, so <laughs> this is something else that I need to talk on, and this is the reality about uh, possibly what happened about the iceberg. So yep. there was a documentary done about... There's a, a scientist out there who does not believe that with how calm the ocean was and with no real light because there wasn't a full moon... Mm -hmm. um, that they came upon that iceberg as fast as they did without seeing it. <clears throat> so he spent years trying to figure it out and he was able to make a documentary about his final findings and a possible explanation. So there's an actual thing that happens on the ocean where it's a mirage where the light bends and at, and, and at night bends to where it brings the, uh, the light bends to bring the ocean up. So, like, mm -hmm. when you have a mirage on land, you look out and it looks like there's a mirror or water on the surface. Yeah. What what happens on the ocean is that it actually reflects the actual surface of the water. Mm -hmm. And so if there is something that is dim, that doesn't have any lights on it, it can actually be hidden behind that light bend. Oh, interesting. So that's what that was then. And so that's why they didn't see it until, like, the last very second. But what if it was in a tsunami of other icebergs? I don't care about asylum films. <laughs> okay. Well, if we're, gonna, I guess I'm not going to see Ant Man tonight. Let's, let's deep dive into Titanic conspiracies. Um, yes. Okay, so there, there's the also the theory that it wasn't the Titanic that sunk. Have you guys heard this theory? Literally um, never. So the, there. Oh God. There, there's a theory <laughs> that the ship was replaced by. It's sister ship, the Olympic or Olympia, something along those lines. There mm -hmm. was a fire on the one ship and they needed to get the insurance money. Mm -hmm. So while it was in dry dock, while Titanic was being built, they switched the names on the ship. And there's photos of Titanic leaving port where you can see there's like damage to the hull on the outside where the, supposedly the fire was on this other ship. And they think that maybe they switched the ships that way. If something were to happen, they could get their insurance money off of this one. Weird. Okay, so they like put all of these like people on a damaged ship. Yes. And was like, oh, if it sinks, it sinks. Yeah. Whatever. Weird. Like, okay. Yeah. So it's like all a a con. Which, knowing businesses the way like we know businesses today, I want to put it past people to do that. Like, given given circumstances happening. Now, like, yeah, cut corners where you can. 
Um, is there like a is there a movie I can watch? Is there like a I, loose change? Titanic I, I will I will find somewhere? information on this to send you. Um, <laughs> Because I, 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 okay, look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist at heart, but boy, do I love a good conspiracy theory. And like, I don't ascribe to like any of them, but like, I just yeah. think they're so fascinating. Yeah. Um, I'll send you the, this article I just found. It was I'm not sure about the name of the ship, right? Oh, I'm not signing up for your website. <laughs> so while you're doing that, Devin. Yeah. Yes. What did you think of Imhotep making an appearance in this film? Imhotep? I I know who you're talking about. I know the actor you're talking about. Billy and Zane. I know that... Who is Billy Zane in this Billy movie? Billy Zane is uh, Cal. Cal, the Pittsburgh steel kite uh, tycoon. Rose's fiance. Oh, that was Billy Zane. That's Billy Zane. Yeah, <laughs> he was phenomenal. <laughs> he was so good. He. I don't know that he was wearing mascara the whole time, but he was wearing it for enough of the scenes that. Oh, oh my gosh, he's. Oh, he's so good. He's such like a, a good tropey like. Oh, he's too rich to be in touch with the rest why'd, of us. Why'd you like, call him Emotep? Uh, doesn't Billy Zane at some point play Imhotep in one no, of the Mummy movies? The movies. <laughs> no. Oh, he's... I thought it was him. Who does? Because I always do this. I always get the actor who plays Imhotep and Billy Zane confused for some reason. Unless I'm, am I thinking of the Phantom? Yeah. I think I think he, the... Billy Zane's in the Phantom. No, no. Oh. He also plays Talus in the Scorpion King 3 Battle for Redemption. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. I'm sorry. I checked out in the Mummy series at The Mummy Returns. I didn't watch any of the Scorpion King movies or its sequels without Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, they are all... See, Devin likes to be like, Ryan, you need to see the Fast and the Furious movies because they Mm -hmm. are just ridiculous. And then I'm over here going like, I've seen all the Scorpion King movies. I'm tapped out. Um, (laughs) Billy Zane was on Legends of Tomorrow at one point. And so was Victor Garber. And I, I can't remember if they ever did any jokes between the two of them. But one of my favorite jokes of all time from that show was... Legends of Tomorrow was a time travel show, so superheroes traveling through time to save the day. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we should go back to the Titanic. And Victor Garber's like, I will not set foot on the ship. Whoever designed that ship should be shot. And he plays the guy who designed it. <laughs> His favorite joke of oh. any of the CW uh, uh, DC shows. Like, st- st- to this day, really it just good. makes me laugh. Um, was Billy Zane Phantom? Was that his character? Yeah, in the Phantom? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're not going to, we, I, I know the Mythbusters proved that it would, it would hold them both, but do you think Jack could have survived on the, on the door? No, no, I, I truly, truly believe that like under the perfect set of circumstances, they could have fit. But I think that with how cold they were, how numb all of their bits were, I don't think that he could have successfully gotten on the door without also dunking her in the process. Ryan? I feel like the life preserver had a hand in saving 
Rose's life as in an extra layer of like insulation. Sure. Jack had Jack had that thin cotton shirt on and that was it. He would have frozen to death mm-hmm. anyway, regardless if they were trying to share body heat yeah. or not. And for anyone who says, oh, they could have just cuddled and shared body heat. That only works if you're skin to skin under a blanket. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah. that cold and, and hypothermic, it's skin to skin under a blanket. You don't hug someone who's wearing wet clothes because it's not going to work that way. All right. So uh, last thing I want to talk about is the uh, the chowder story from the Titanic set. Have you guys heard about this? No. How do you know? all well, of this? James Cameron's been talking about Titanic. Like, there's been a lot of Titanic in my newsfeed, but I, I knew this story from before. Um, so on the set of Titanic, there was an incident where someone spiked the chowder on set with PCP. <gasps> Holy cow. <laughs> I just saw a clip of James Cameron talking about this uh, yesterday. Um, a bunch of people got sick and high on PCP and had to go to the ER in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> like this poor abandoned ER where there, like there was no one in there. Then 85 crew members just show up high on PCP. <laughs> 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 Did they ever find out who spiked nope. it? They, they will. They never. They never figured it out. Um, wow! But I feel like it's something Billy Zane would do. It sounds like it was for the modern day <laughs> stuff. So if I had to put my money on it, I'd say it was YouTube guy. Or or oh, oh, or the old lady, old Rose. Even better. Ooh, leave, I like leave, that. leave him with a story. Like that's how that's how Titanic ends in my mind. She she gets everyone on the boat high on PCP and then says peace. It's a, yeah, and it's a better ending meets, than the alternate one. And then she meets Jack down in the bottom of the ocean. Okay, so my last thing. Yeah, yeah. So the movie ends with her meeting all of these people back on the ship, Jack at the clock, like she did after dinner, where she decided to change her whole life. I feel like that is because that was one point in her life where she was the most happy, the most, you know, like it was the first time she made a decision on her own and stuck to it. And so like to her, that's like her mental home. Like probably whenever she got stressed out, she would think about like that lobby, that staircase, you know, that time Mm -hmm. with Jack. Where would your so like it's kind of like an afterlife lobby. Okay, Mm -hmm. like the lobby greeting you to the afterlife. At this point in your guy's life, what's your afterlife lobby? Do you have one? What What is your staircase? Yeah, do you have one? Because I have one. I don't. You guys talk. I need to think. (laughs) Devin, you go. So, all right. So mine is the just the entranceway uh, from literally the ticket booths until the front of main street in disneyland california it is it is right there there's always something calming for me about walking from knowing that you're in you've gone past the ticket booth knowing that there's this whole like relaxing you know nice very present day ahead of you and just kind of walking under those portals and being like transformed or just being taken away into what's going to happen it just has a calming effect on me every time. If I'm ever struggling to go to sleep, I visualize that down to what it smells like, what the banisters feel like, 
down to exactly what I can see in that area. That's my that's my place. Okay. Okay. I've got. I te- I technically have two, but I'll stick mm-hmm. with the one that's actually like a real life thing and not you know just ones and zeros. <laughs> um, going into a baseball stadium. Yeah. It could be Bush Stadium. It could be it could be Citizens Bank Park, but like getting in through the gates, walking the concourses, getting food, seeing everyone else that's there to enjoy the same thing you're there to enjoy. Um, and it's kind of the same thing. Like, even though it can be packed and busy and chaotic, it's still calming because you've got seats. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about getting there early, getting there late. No one's going to take them because you've got, you know, you know, you've got them called. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's the same thing you said. Like mm-hmm. it's calming. You, you are just going to let yourself go. And it's, it's just a really calm, pleasant moment for myself, like getting into the stadium and walking the concourses. Was that enough time? It was. I came up <laughs> I mean, with like five joke answers. Um, <laughs> I figured. I mean, ours sounds yeah. similar, Ryan. It's it's ones that people be like, yeah, there's too many people. It's too busy. But like, yeah. it's personal and it means something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we're going to go like, mine's a little bit of a bigger scale if we're going to go that that way. That's fine. Uh, oh, something about going back to Happy Valley in State College, Pennsylvania, like just going back to where, mm-hmm. because that was like the first place that I was on my own. And it's where I met my wife. Like just, mm-hmm. that's just a special place for me. Like going back to what you guys were saying, but the place that really came to my mind was my grandfather's house because it was that, that, that was a house that's, mm-hmm. that was in my life for 31 years. And um, it was always a happy place to go. Um, until the mm-hmm. end. Um, but other than that, uh, risky reels and Fortnite, um, <laughs> uh, right here on the podcast. Uh, oh, love that. Um, oh, the Walmart God. break room. Uh, <laughs> gross. Ooh, that last one. Nah. I'm going to show my age here, but the Walmart smokers room in the break room. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that. I, I don't think our. That was back before Pennsylvania banned smoking. I don't think like I don't think we had a Walmart when they had those. <laughs> yeah. um, My first Walmart did. But, yeah. but also like just the movie theaters. Like honestly, like movie theaters are like that mm-hmm. place for me. Um, and if I if I leave now, I will still not make it in time for Ant Man. Uh, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I have got other stuff that I need to do tonight anyway. Um, probably tomorrow night. But anything else on Titanic before we wrap this up? No, I, I'm happy that you guys were shocked by my answer that I loved all I, of it. But I really well, did. I mean, you were telling us before that you were like making comments that to make me think you were going to like tear the like romance part of this apart. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I think you guys might have changed me my mind on like the romance not the romance movie genre as a whole. Oh, because I've seen more of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, good, because I might ruin it for you again with our next pick. Oh, no. <laughs> so the one thing that rewatching this is like, I'm not do- doing this on purpose, but I feel like since I know what my next pick is going to be, it might as well be on purpose. I think I have a theme for the next few picks that I have to go through. So, okay, uh, I- I'm excited for my next one because I know it's one that you've never seen, Devin. And, I- and Ryan, I don't know if you've seen it. Good. Uh, that'll okay. be in a few weeks. Uh, we'll find out. Yeah. But uh 
before that, next week it's Ryan's pick. Ryan, what are you going to have us watch? Well, last year I uh, my my pick land land landed on Valentine's Day week, and mm. I changed my pick at the last second. And I'm going back to what my original pick was going to be. Okay. Um, we're going to do the 2013 film Warm Bodies. That is right. The zombie romance movie. Okay. So um, it is on uh, Peacock. If if you have a, a subscription for Peacock, it is on Peacock. Um, Alan, I'm telling that. Yeah. I'm telling that for you, so you can see it without having to rent it or anything. <laughs> um, Devin, I have no idea where you're going to find it. Personally, I'm sorry. Uh, it's probably on Amazon or iPlay or something. Okay. Um, oh boy. This is honestly. Wow. We're gonna. Are you gonna have me talking like John Malkovich all next week? <laughs> it's got John Malkovich in it. Yes. Um, but this is a movie that really surprised me, and I want to see if you guys are, are surprised by it too. Um, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite movies. It's just something that I was surprised by, and I want to see what you guys have to say about okay. it. Okay. So, um, we're gonna Good. do Warm Bodies all next right. week. Nice. Cool. Um, well, I think that does it for this week's episode of You Have to Watch This Podcast. Uh, you can listen to older episodes of You Have to Watch This Podcast on all major podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. You can also watch older episodes on our YouTube channel. Head over there, hit the subscribe button. Maybe we'll do some fun extra content over there uh, soon. But you got to subscribe to find out. You can also like us on Facebook. Uh, visit us. On, uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. And you can also visit our newly updated uh, You Have to Watch This Podcast webpage on RunWondersPodcastNetwork.com forward slash You Have to Watch This Pod. Um, yeah, I had the guys update the, our, our website. Oh, um, so cool. You can also find all of our YouTube, Twitch, and episodes there as well. Uh, we are a Runners Podcast Network podcast, so go ahead and check out all the other great shows there. Uh, we might be doing some crossovers with some some of those guys here soon, so check them out. Give them their, your support. Um, until next time, for you have to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And just remember, near, far, wherever you are. Oh my I forget the rest. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs>